every time it gets back to, to Oscar's time, I'm like, okay, what channel is that on? Okay, what do you need? What streaming services do you need for that? And it's all the ones that are like, like $60 a month. Oh, yeah. Like that. Like, yeah, like last year I did Fubo TV and I forgot. Yeah. Th- it, I thought it was like a two day free right. trial and it was like a 48 hour t- free trial and I missed the window That's on two canceling. Days. Oh, it was something like that. I thought, <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought it was a seven day free trial and it was 48 it, hours. That's okay, what it was. Gotcha. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I have till Friday to cancel it. And then mm-hmm. I saw a charge for like 80 bucks and I was like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. D- all- watching like these live streams is a lot like taxes for me where every year, <laughs> every year I just get dicked down by TurboTax and I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not going through TurboTax ever again. They're hucksters. They're frauds. It's bullshit. I shouldn't have to pay to do my taxes. And then April rolls around and I'm like, Mom, what's the TurboTax login? <laughs> like, God damn it, I'm doing it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty apt analogy <laughs> or comparison. But, I mean, yeah, we did last week, last year, more, mostly, more or less worked, but... Yeah. Like... <laughs> Which I'm we like, didn't okay, have but it, to. Yeah. I know. I really wish, like, make pay-per-view a thing again. Like, just make it, like, you know... I'd pay two ninety nine. Yeah. Get, like, I'd pay, like, ten bucks. Sure. Just for the Oscars. Sure. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have an Oscar party... Everybody, you know, chip in or, like, bring a drink or something like that. Yeah. I'll pay for the Oscars, you know? Yeah, I don't want to have to whittle down my list of, like, uh, uh, streaming services that I do a seven-day free trial of. You know, because, like, eventually yeah. I'm going to run out of them. <laughs> and then... you, yeah, you, you got to hope that by that time there's more. There will be more, you know, I have, like, a list of, like, six. Okay, so in six years <laughs> there will probably be, like, maybe a couple more streaming services out, you know? Yeah, Some yeah. Some other yeah. bullshit generic name. <laughs> or maybe the oh, ones God. that we started out on the free trial with have, like, morphed out into, like, Hulu yeah. Premium plus live TV mm-hmm. plus sports. Yeah, yeah. It, it You know, as, as long as you are very, like, diligent on it, it probably, uh, it probably could be a, you know, a good source, uh, <laughs> but you just got to make sure you you don't slip up or anything. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like Catch Me If You Can, where like the Frank Abagnales of streaming services, where we yeah. just kind of <laughs> move from, from service to service and don't stick around for too long, or maybe it's more like heat. It's like, mm. when that, when that yeah. heat comes, uh, yeah. you got to be able to just turn around and leave it all behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back ladies and gents to there will be duds this is episode 134 and i'm your co-host tj and with me as always as always i am nick and as always we watched a movie that movie being the treasure of the sierra madre from 1948 uh, directed by john houston it follows a couple of roughnecks some kind of down and out guys living in like Southern California, trying to make make a, make a buck any way they can. Um, when they kind of fall in with this older prospector man who tells them about you know, hey, panning for gold—that's a great way to make money. So they're like, "All right, let's give it a shot." 
And they do. And they strike gold. And then paranoia sets in. And um, there's a lot of mistrust, attempted or believed backstabbing, as well as other various characters coming in and throwing more wrenches into the, the whole operation. Well, well uh, that's it. So that's the description, more or less. <laughs> um, I uh, I had not seen this one before, okay. but I knew it was a. It's just one of those that you hear every now and yeah. then, and you're looking this is my at first like time the lineup of, movie. I was wondering, yeah, because I know you yeah. said you hadn't seen Casablanca, so something I I actually thought would be an interesting thing to talk about knowing or like knowing that that you haven't seen anything with him i've seen a few things like this is maybe my like fourth or fifth movie i've seen of okay. his okay and everything i've seen of him prior to this he's and just kind of knowing his status in hollywood or whatever he's very like kind of standard leading man you know old school hollywood like i'm the good guy i'm the protagonist yeah. I'm Humphrey Bogart, you know. I, I That's might be a what little... I thought going into this. <laughs> oh, okay, so you did think that too. So, okay, I was wondering, because, I mean, that's, you know, Casablanca is his most well-known role. Yeah. A lot of, like, the other ones that I've seen with him, like the Maltese Falcon, Key Largo, and The Big Sleep, I think are the other ones of his I've seen. And f- at least as far as I remember, they're all kind of follow that same sort of, like, you know, noir vibes so Mm, he's like mm -hmm. the protagonist but you know maybe he's a little like untrustworthy or he he has some kind of like he's unconventional in his style he'll he's not afraid to get a little dirty sometimes or be a little blue or or you know he's not like your bright-eyed and bushy-tailed like do-gooder yeah no no jimmy stewart yeah yeah he's kind of yeah so yeah so that made this this an interesting watch for me where i just assumed Oh yeah, he's you know he's he's like peddling for cash at the beginning. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. He's got his little like his dark side or like his kind of shady nature, or what what have you. But he's the protagonist, right? He's the guy on the yeah, poster. Yeah. He's you know top build. It's it's Humphrey Bogart. And then seeing him turn into a villain was was interesting. It was yeah. Uh, um, that's that's why he, I was so like weirded out because he to me he seemed like one of those guys who uh, I don't know, kind of like The Rock. Where like I figured it would that would be like part of his thing where it's like I I play good guys like I thought that was like his whole deal and then uh-huh. to see him kind of become the heel of the group was yeah very very and I was waiting for the redemption arc and it didn't come it straight up did not come did you read about the the edited scene at the end. Mm-mm. Where apparently, and this is, I feel like I always do this. I feel like I always skip right to the end, like really early on in the episode. But in the end, oh. when when Humphrey Bogart, like when he finally gets caught caught up by like Gold Hat and the gang, uh, I guess uh, his death was supposed to be much more grab. He's supposed to get his head cut. Like they were off. supposed to show it. Oh shit! They okay. were supposed to show him getting his because like. Because there's like a few scenes where like, you know, people get people kind of get shot and they fall down, Mm -hmm. but they're still alive. Like, I don't know, plot armor, if you want to call it that, because Curtin gets shot and I'm like twice, apparently. (laughs) Whoa, is is he done? Like, are they just going to kill him off like that? And, you know, I thought they were. Yeah, he comes back. But uh, yeah, on the Wikipedia here, it says uh, I guess it's I guess it's based on the book. 
like the the death scene okay. the original death scene was like more graphic in the book B- blood uh, meridian <laughs> yeah i did think of blood meridian when gold hat <laughs> yeah. strikes dob with his machete dobbs is decapitated houston shot dobbs fake so they did shoot his fake head rolling okay. into the water hole a quick shot wow. of gold hats accomplices reacting to dubs rolling head remains in the film and in the next shot one can see the water rippling where it rolled in but it was it was a censors thing from the, from 1948 so they they didn't oh, allow okay. him. to which bogart's yeah, reaction was yeah. what's wrong with showing a guy getting his head cut off <laughs> so Humphrey <laughs> bogart was he was all for it he didn't give a shit he was like awesome. hell yeah dude show it um that's but yeah, I, I was waiting for his redemption arc because at the beginning, I just I kept I kept clocking these little things about him where at the beginning he's like, you know, it's like, can you can you spare a cent for for an American or like he, he kind of has his like little canned line where he's begging. And I love that he hits the yeah. same dude up three times and he, mm-hmm. he he says something like, oh, I wasn't even looking at you, sir. I was just looking, looking at and I'm like, That's is he money. is he lying? Like, because at first I thought maybe it was an honest mistake, but like as the movie goes on and you learn more about him, it's like it easily could have been he already got he got money from this guy once. He's just going to keep going until he until the well dries up, which Mm -hmm. I guess is a metaphor for his entire life in this movie. Yeah, but I kept again, I kept waiting for like any sort of redemption arc like he, he learned something and he doesn't. And he just, he's a hypocrite the entire time where, like, the first guy that, like, you know, kind of sets them up to, like, okay, we're going to go work on this oil rig. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get paid. He's like, what are you going to do with money here except for gamble it and drink it away? You got no money to spend here. Just wait till yeah. we get back and then I'll go to the bank and then I'll get you guys all paid. And then the dude disappears. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. a later scene, he literally says the exact same thing to uh does he say it to I Cody? Think so, yeah, more or does or he less. say it to like Curtin and Howard? I feel like he says like no, it's when Howard goes back with like the natives after he saves the boy and then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll meet you in Durango. No problem. You know, you'll just we'll be that's a couple it. hours ahead." Yeah, and it's like it. that's exactly what like the Pat McKenzie guy said mm-hmm. to you guys when he was scamming you. And I, and I think uh the next time you see Howard, he's just like chilling in their village. Howard and is I'm living his sure, best life. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like nothing, nothing like hurts this dude. <laughs> nothing <laughs> hinders him in any way. He's just like, he rolls with everything and he's like, everything more or less just works out for him no matter yeah. what. <laughs> but anyways, I feel like that, I I kind of think that in the interim between the scenes where you see him last he probably knew that they were lying to him. He's like, they're not going to, they're bullshitting me. Yeah. He knows because he's got his wits about him. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, I got this pretty sweet setup here. I'm just going to hang out here. And that is more or less what he does. But I'll tell you how I retrospectively, when the, when the movie ended, I was thinking back on that, the panhandling at the beginning and him saying like, Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't see your face, sir. I was just, looking at the money and i think i i think he was saying that and i think that's more or i think he was being truthful i don't think he was deceiving him and i think that's more just as as like a a foreshadowing or whatever you want to say to show that that's like that's his character 
that's what that's all he cares about. He doesn't see people. He sees money. Like that's that's the primary thing for him. So yeah, he I sees money, and then the he sees people as line. the stepping stone to get to that money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, so when you know they get their money, I don't know like where it really first starts. The well, I think actually it's Howard originally. Like before they even say that they want to go prospecting, he's the one who's like. Oh yeah, you know what happens when you get a lot of money is people start turning on each other and blah 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 and all this. But then they go. He he's like, yeah, sure, I'll go with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> but it's like that little bug that he put in, mainly just in Humphrey Bogart's head, just kind of eat, keeps eating at him through mm-hmm. through the whole movie. And he, uh, I I was again because I was thinking that you know Humphrey Bogart's got to be the protagonist. That I was like, okay, yeah. So he's he's right you know he's he's he should be suspicious of them and they are gonna betray him and you know they're gonna be untrustworthy but then like you said there was no redemption there was no turnaround it was like mostly just him being untrustworthy like the other guys seemed more or less like upstanding you know i never doubted howard for a second i believe that he was all just like you know, I'll take my share. Like, I never thought he was going to betray him, but I was like, okay, maybe, maybe Curtin will, maybe this new guy, Cody, you know, but it really was just Humphrey Bogart. Just, he just, not he ruined the anybody. entire thing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch the Howard and Curtin show. I would watch like a limited series of yeah. those two guys just getting into shit. Cause Howard is such a fun character. I love mm-hmm. all of his little like this little like aphorisms and metaphors. He just he has yeah. a certain cadence to the way that he talks where it's like he's kind of got something to say for everything that you have to say. He's got a well, you know, son, I, you know, but he's got like a thing to say right back to mm-hmm. you, like all these canned responses like every time. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's why Howard is like so cool and collected for all of this. Like there's nothing really you can you can throw at him that he hasn't experienced because that mm-hmm. opening scene with them in like the, like the, the, the slum or like the little, the shitty little hotel where like the poor people all hang out. He's yeah, like telling the story about like gold prospecting and they're like, Oh, well, if you're a gold prospector, how did you end up here? And he's like, I've, I've seen it all, you know, I've made a bunch of money and then I spent it all and I've, you know, highs and lows. He's been, he's been there. So it's mm-hmm. like, he knows like the nature of man pretty much like the back of his hand. So yeah. it's, you know, he's not surprised by Dobbs being like a greedy piece of shit because he's probably worked with like plenty of dudes exactly mm-hmm. like that. And I, I love that, you know, when when Howard is telling the story about the prospecting, I think even Dobbs says something like, it's like, well, $5,000 to a man in here is a lot of money. I would just I would take 5000 and leave. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, later on, he's like. Well, I'm not getting out of here till at least, you know, 35,000, 50 would be nice, 75 would be great, and he just yeah. keeps escalating it. And it's like literally every single like negative example that's brought up about what a person can be like, Dobbs eventually like takes on that attribute. There's a a another thing early on that I hadn't thought about again until just now that seemed to be setting up and maybe that was it. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I wonder if this was intentional, the whole like casting Humphrey Bogart as this character. Like I, I wonder if people at the time like that was like an intentional choice by Houston or, you know, by whoever to like 
kind of as like a sort of twist thing about yeah, oh, Humphrey yeah. Bogart's actually the, the bad guy. Um, because early on, uh, he says like, oh, you know, if like, maybe that same scene where it's like, I would just take that money. You know, why take, you know, why go for anything more? And then when they uh, see McCormick or whatever the guy's name is in the bar and they beat the shit out of him, he like takes his wallet out and he's like counting and he's like, he's like, 300. He's, and he's like, checks with Kurt and he's like, that's, that's how much he owes us, right? And he's like, yep. And he gives he, him the rest I of his money notice. back. Yes, yes. I was, and, and that happened and I actually was like, okay. All right, so he's he's true to his word, right? So I thought that yeah. was setting him up to be like the moral, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm the good guy. I, <laughs> it's I, all downhill from that moment yeah. on. I maybe because in retrospect, I'm like, well, following his character after that, I feel like he would have just taken everything. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't. I think I think it's a slow descent into like once he actually gets out there and like is panning for the gold. Like, I think it's just a slow descent into, into yeah. madness, essentially. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he does. Yeah, he goes like he like loses it like near the end when you see him like like wide eyed, <laughs> like his like wiry hair up and stuff. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, every solution. He's just like, yeah, you want me to go like you want me to follow you so you can. Yeah. What, what, I don't even know what he said is like, yeah, you want me to follow so you can leave me in the dust. He's like, all right, I'll lead. No, so you can or, so you can ambush me from the from the front. That's he's like, right. Okay, well then then you lead. And he's like, oh, so you can shoot me in the back, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it, Curtin is just like so sick of his shit, just like yeah. Okay, whatever, dude. Hmm. Yeah, I I really like the character of Curtin. Um, there were like mm-hmm. a few really good moments with him with the the Gilla monster <laughs> and like the that oh, was like yeah. that was like their first test of like him his paranoia. And it, you mm-hmm. almost you almost feel like Dobbs is gonna learn something when they lift up the rock and they do actually see the Gila monster. And I feel like there's a look in his eyes, like a realization of like almost embarrassment, where he's like, "Oh no, you, you guys were, you weren't." He assumes that everybody is like him, and he assumes mm-hmm. that if I'm this yeah. paranoid about it, these two guys have to be just as paranoid. And they're like, "No, dude, there's a." a poisonous lizard under this rock like i'm not searching for your mm-hmm. hidden stash of gold in that instance i could see being paranoid like as paranoid as him because like what are the chances that like out <laughs> of all the fucking rocks in this desert he finds uh, the uh, one uh, yeah yeah the one that that the that the heel monster decided to crawl under <laughs> yeah yeah so i i i in yeah in that instance i yeah, I think yeah. it's fair for him to be paranoid about that. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, when that, when they flip it over and he's like, uh, and then they, I think he gets up and then Curtin like takes his gun from him. And I think it was just kind of to defuse the situation. Yeah. He like takes it from him. But I thought when he took the gun, I was like, okay, this is the turn, right? This is where both of them reveal their true colors and Humphrey Bogart's right. got to get out of this bad situation. Right. But then no, they give it back. I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So looking at my notes here, I think the first the first thing that I even noticed about like Dobbs' character being slightly dubious was like you see this extended scene at the beginning with him like basically begging for money to get like a haircut, to get like a sandwich or whatever. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. And then he goes and he sits at the bar 
and this kid comes in like with lotto tickets and he calls the kid a beggar and i was like oh you <laughs> yeah, mean that shit right. you were just doing yeah. also did yeah. you clock who that kid was uh alfred molina it's robert blake is it really that was robert blake whoa that's crazy i because like i looked it up later and i saw him credited and i was like oh that's weird he was born in 1933 so he was this movie came out in 48 is 15 i guess maybe that makes sense he seemed a little younger than that he he did seem young but yeah it's robert blake wow i think this might be his first film ever okay but uh yeah that that blew my mind yeah speaking of that that kid there's a part where he shows up later in the movie and he's like when he's talking oh it's when they like get the money that uh that like they used to to yeah go prospecting or whatever and he's like he's like oh if you uh he's like yeah make sure you i i couldn't really tell what he was but he was like giving out the lotto numbers and he like wanted He's like saying invest or something. I didn't really get what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, if you don't put in, you'll have bad luck for a whole year. And it just made me think of like, uh, maybe because I, I caught one of these, like my, my grandma reposted today <laughs> when I was checking <laughs> Facebook of like all those posts online where I remember when I was younger, you'd go on message boards and it would be like scary shit. Like on, on like game facts or something. It'd be like, Oh, now that you've read this, if you don't repost within, yeah. four, you know, 24 hours, your, your mom will die or something yes. like that. <laughs> Someone uh, will come into your room in the middle of the night with a knife and kill you. If you don't send yeah. this to 15 of your friends. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that, that was what like came into my mind. when. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny about those posts is like they none of those had anything to sell. It wasn't like because usually you, you would think that there'd be like some marketing, like you know you have to send this product, send this you know this uh, these shoes or, or mm-hmm. knockoff AirPods to fifteen yeah. your, your friends or you'll die. Those existed just to scare people. <laughs> like yeah. like you didn't want to think about your mom dying, so you got to forward it to fifteen of your friends. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, um, I do not give you permission to use my photos. I'm posting this on yeah, my wall. Shit. Yeah. 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 Or like, if oh, you do man, this, it'll clear the ads out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can finally see your friend's posts again. If you do this one little trick, copy and paste. Oh, there's everybody. Yeah, I, I got some people that still do that shit. That was back in the day, like the the cool day of the internet where like people didn't do malicious stuff like that to like sell things or like yeah. you know spread spread a virus or whatever it's just because they were just bad people you know <laughs> <laughs> or like they liked fucking with people yeah and there's Tell, you're telling there's, me sonic the hedgehog is in super smash bros melee yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i kind of kind of missed that that time <laughs> yeah for sure people could just be dicks purely <laughs> yeah. just to be dicks <laughs> for fun yeah, yeah, I miss the me- the meaner internet. Yeah, <laughs> well, also kind of going back to the the begging scene and and later, trying to see what the oh yeah that was the other example I had. So I had two that I wrote down, but there was more. It was just something I didn't write down until the end, when the one happened. Uh, 
but like cool like uh, transitions, cool like editing mm. moments. Like I really like when he gets the first uh, peso from the from the wealthy man at the beginning. It like pans down to his hand, and you see the coin sitting in his hand, and then the screen fades to his hand in the same position holding a cigarette. And it's like, oh, oh. when he was just saying like, oh, s- spare some money for somebody who needs a meal or whatever, like saying, I'm going to use this to get to get oh, food yeah, yeah. for myself. And then you see, I just, I thought that was a really like simple, yeah. clever way to, oh, okay. This guy is. He's kind, kind of a of, hookster. <laughs> yeah. And then the one later on is pretty close to the end where after he shoots a uh, curtain he's laying off to the side or whatever. And then it's just kind of showing his, his like madness. He, he like finally lays down after he's like, Oh, what if, what if this, what if, what if, yeah, he yeah, this? Yeah. What if he's still alive? He like lays down in like, and there's the fire like in the foreground, like oh, in front of yeah. him. And then it starts like, like getting, yeah. getting bigger and bigger. And then it fades into this. Uh, I think it's maybe gold hat or I don't remember where it goes to after that, but it's there's like this smoking pile of material, and for a second when it was fading, it like it's like round, like it's in the shape of like a head, and I was like, did he just burn to death? <laughs> I like I legitimately thought that like it that's did look what, like that's like it engulfed there. him in flames. Yeah, I was like, is is that what's gonna happen here? Because I was like, I don't, I wouldn't just want like, and he had that torch like the torch that yeah. he used to go look for him. It was kind of like off to the side and uh, he's in a desert where it's really dry. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, <laughs> I was, I was thinking like right before that happened that like, Oh man, that's a, that's a fire hazard that could, that could go bad. And then that happened. I was like, Oh, is, is this happening? It's, it's is this, going bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but then it didn't. And I was like, Oh yeah, they wouldn't just kill Humphrey Bogart off like that. And then f- like five minutes later they do <laughs> just very <laughs> abruptly. And, like even yeah. th- even though they don't show the actual like head getting cut off, like you said, I thought for like a 1948 movie that felt very brutal. It's like yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was like. Because everyone, like I said, everyone else kind of had plot armor where like you know they would they would get hurt, but they would be they would bounce back, and mm-hmm. then like the way that not, he hits him Cody. with the mach- yeah, that's true. <laughs> the way that he hits him with the machete, I'm like. Ah, that's less believable. If like if if Dobbs gets up from that, I would actually right. be very surprised. I was like, the the angle that he hit him with that machete, mm-hmm. that looked like lethal. A lethal amount like of machete across the yeah. torso. Yeah, yeah. I I will say after the first one, I was like, oh, they dinged him up, but he's gonna get back up because it's Humphrey <laughs> Bogart. He's not just gonna die like this. And then they swing again. And I was like. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe he's just dead. Oh, speaking of Gold Hat, uh, that was the Jeopardy clue last week. Was the, uh, I don't gotta show you no stinking badges. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a Jeopardy clue, and I was like... Was it really? Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's, that's the movie we're doing this week. It was really, really serendipitous. Very strange. That's, that's so funny. So I was waiting I, for that line to happen. I did, yeah, I did know that line. I'd, I'd heard that. Yeah, like, yeah. We all need to show those stinking badges. It is really good. <laughs> I was uh, the the train ride too. 
I was just sec- thinking of that. I almost for a second I was up, like, yeah. does is everybody just packing heat constantly in this? Because <laughs> it's like as soon as they see like the bandits like riding horses, they all spring into action with their guns and they just start shooting them like from mm-hmm. the train. And then I, I see everyone else was cowering, so I was like, oh okay. But for a second, I just assumed that everyone on the train was just like, oh, this is the part of the ride where the bandits come and everybody just pulls out their piece and mm-hmm. like starts shooting at them. I get, yeah, and then the the conductor ticket, one of the guys who works on the train or whatever, like, comes in right after, and they're still kind of, like, checking their guns after yeah. the bandits, like, ran away, and he doesn't, like, say anything to them, so it probably is just, like, I, I wonder if it's a case of, like, yeah, we, on the one hand, we wish you guys wouldn't have guns, but also, like, it's, it's cool, because otherwise we'd get robbed, you know? <laughs> this is, like, a pro-Second Amendment movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel uh, like he even the conductor guy or like the the ticket ticket collector guy even says something along the lines of like, oh, uh, not too many fatalities either. Like like <laughs> there were fatalities, but he's like, yeah. it's less than last time. Yeah, and their uh, Dobbs and Curtin are like comparing their very uh like. I mean, maybe think of like Legolas and Gimli. Like, yeah, oh, like, how many did you get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I got that. Oh, you see that guy tumble off that horse? Yeah. And then he and then he's like, what is he? He's like, oh, man, did you see that guy in the gold hat? I almost, I like, if I was just a little lower, I would have got him. Oh. And setting up gold hat later on, and that's why yeah, he's got yeah. the little, the, like, hole in his hat or whatever. Oh, that was so good. When he, like, he, when near the end, when he runs to the water and, like, just dumps his face in the water. Yeah, dirty ref- ass pond, and then you see. I I was like, that was the way good. that they the way that they I've- had it angled. I was like, someone's gonna walk in to be in the reflection. Yeah, and like that shot of Gold Hat was so good when he like looks up and he's looking down and you see the two like the two holes mm-hmm. in his sombrero. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, your goose is cooked. This is the end of the road yeah. for you. Yeah. Also, they do that in Lord of the Rings too. <laughs> Where- oh. Uh, in in Return of the King, where Gollum's talking to himself in the reflection, like of the water, and he's like, oh. "Oh, we're gonna, you know, take them up to Shelob's lair, and then they'll be dead." And he like drops the rocks in the water, and then like and the then... water ripples, and then you see Sam behind him. Oh, and he yeah, like beats the really shit good. out of him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, IMDb trivia here, and I I think I subconsciously had this thought. Maybe it was one of the shots where Humphrey Bogart is like a little more rugged on his face like he's got more of a beard and he's wearing his hat but apparently uh dobbs was cited by steven spielberg as the main inspiration for the character of indiana jones you know going into this movie i was like not knowing basically fuck all about it i was like (laughs) is this just like what little images I've seen of it. I wonder if this is going to be kind of like a, a fun little like pairing with that we did Raiders earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like a few episodes ago. Um, and kind Paranoid of. Paranoid guys looking for gold but, getting backstabbed. Yeah. yeah. Only this yeah, would be I like if Indiana that. Jones was like everybody wanted to be his friend instead. Like I, I like <laughs> like you watch Raiders and I, I kind of like that viewing that it's actually all in his head. Like, like when he gets, uh, when he gets like sent into the pit of snakes, but I forget the name of the guy who's constantly like betraying. Yeah. Belloc is just like, why does this dude hate me so much? I'm just trying to help him out. 
and like you know you see like what's actually happening and indy's just like no no you're just gonna screw me over i'll go into this pit of snakes screw you like <laughs> like it's all in his head he's just being paranoid <laughs> that's funny like i can kind of see that but like the the overall like i could see you saying that like this movie could be a big inspiration for it but like dobbs i don't his no, character the way that his character shittier. Acts, <laughs> yeah i think i think it's it's got to be mostly in aesthetics because like yeah yeah you know, the, like the hat and the beard and the sort of like rugged for sure look but yeah like as a character he's polar opposite of indiana jones um some of these pictures of howard he looks like and it, it's only because it's like recently uh something that i just watched but some of those shots of Howard with his beard and his hat, he mm-hmm. looks like the the version of Bo from Bo is Afraid when he's like <laughs> doing the play and he's like walking yeah, on yeah. like the gold brick road or whatever and he's kind of got the cowboy like farmer get up on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, That's... this is what he, he looks like that. Yeah, so th- this is kind of funny. Uh, I kind of forgot about this, but I noticed at the beginning of the movie or like the, the opening credits... There, Walter Houston was one of the li- like listed mm-hmm. in the cast, and I was like, "It's like, oh, is that like John Houston's brother or something?" And so the 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 guy, the rich guy that he panhandles from, I was like, "I was like, that guy looks a lot like John Houston," but I was like, "So is that him? Is that Walter Houston? Is he the the rich guy?" But then that guy kind of went away, and I was like. Okay, it's probably not him. And then I realized, like, oh, that's it's Howard. Howard is Walter Houston, so that's his his dad. And then I just find out that the man in the white suit is John Houston. It's the director. It's it's that himself. was oh, I was like, oh, that's why. Well, that's why it looked like him then because it's because him. It was. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. I didn't. Even, yeah, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I was. I just went to his IMDb page separately just to kind of remind myself of because he was also an actor too he yeah you know he, he he had a pretty you know healthy acting career as well as directing but that just like didn't didn't really occur to me that he would uh you know that it, that it would be him i was just looking for walter houston um but apparently humphrey bogart d- directed that scene that that he's in <laughs> oh that's awesome uh, it's kind of funny <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a really good quote from uh, from Humphrey Bogart because I think there was there was one uh, one of the quotes was like Humphrey Bogart was like if I'm gonna get upstaged by anybody, like Walter Houston is the guy to do it because I think yeah. I think everyone was just kind of like blown away by his performance to the point <laughs> where uh, one of the other little trivia things said that I guess like one of the producers had to have John Houston ask him to tone it down. Because, oh. like, because, like, Humphrey Bogart is, like, the name that draws people in. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, Walter oh. Houston is, like, he's kind of stealing the show a little bit. I see. Um, but there's this great quote here. Uh, On seeing the depth of Walter Houston's performance, Humphrey Bogart famously said, one Houston is bad enough, but two are murder. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like, a, like something that Humphrey Bogart would say. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, he seems like a, one of those guys that's got a lot of kind of like kind of like uh, you know Walter or uh, or Howard just got a lot of mm-hmm. canned responses. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Howard was or Walter Houston. I I think they all were like good. There's all yeah. like good characters. I will say at first when before I realized that he's the Walter Houston, so he would be a big character. Like the first time you see Howard and he's just telling them about prospecting. I just thought he was just going to be like in that one scene. Like I thought he was just kind of like a side yeah. throwaway character. I so I didn't like try too hard, but like I couldn't understand like anything he was saying at first. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, like I, I turned subtitles on because he's just I thought kind of doing, doing like that. crackpot old man stuff. Yeah, and then when he comes back and they're like, "Yeah, we'll go prospecting with you," I was like, "Oh, this is like th- this is the third build guy. This is the." I, yeah, I better yeah. I better start getting used to to his way of talking, <laughs> and I did. I still couldn't uh, understand a hundred percent, but for the most part, I got yeah. it. For the most part, this is just kind of like a you know a fun action adventure movie. But then there's the part where uh, Cody dies, and they read the letter from his wife, and I was like, I didn't I didn't like cry or anything, but I was like, I was not prepared for like an emotional and like poignant scene like that like right in the middle of this it was it was really affecting i thought that was like a really just kind of out of the blue but really real like really well done scene like the acting and everything and yeah uh and then of course he finishes the letter and dobbs is just like oh that's too bad like (laughs) <laughs> I think I think there's like a picture of her, and he's like, "Oh, she ain't half bad looking, too." Yeah, like, maybe that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like cool. Yeah, real, real, real subtle there, Dobbs. And it's it's like um, because they were gonna kill him. They were going they were gonna kill the Cody right. character until he like looked down the mountain and said, "Hey, here here are the bandits." And mm-hmm. then they kind of have this alliance that they have to work with him, and then he dies. So mm-hmm. it's it's like they 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 are still in a way I guess kind of responsible for his death. I mean, he came up there on his own accord. I don't know. Yeah, yes, but no, yeah. But it's like it's kind of this thing where they read the letter and they they probably had that moment where they're like, "Oh, we we were going to kill this guy." Mm-hmm. Like like you know, the blame kind of got shifted away from him to the bandits, but like they probably had that moment where they're like Oh, this guy has like a life outside of this and hopes and dreams and mm-hmm. a family and children and yeah, it's it's a yeah, surprisingly heavy moment. I feel like there's another there's like another line though where like they, I think they were talking about what they're going to do once they get all the gold refined. And I swear Dobbs is just like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to like wherever in Texas to find." And I'm like, "Cool." He's just like, "I'm going to go bone that dude, that dead dude's wife." No, no, I think, uh, no, I don't think he does. I think Curtin, he's just like, Curtin says it at the end. I he think says Howard, it at the end. Yeah. Howard tells Curtin to go and like, Hey, you know, maybe you should, uh, instead of like giving her a letter, you should go tell her yourself. Kind of like, yeah, you know, but I, I swear to God at one point in time, Dobbs does say something about like, maybe hey, he I'm going to, I'm going to head this way. It was just, it just seems so scummy that like, okay. He doesn't even think about the life that was snuffed out. All he's thinking about is like, oh, cool. I got some gold and maybe I can get some pussy too. Like, all right, <laughs> cool, Dobbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be a different scene that I'm... Th- I'm just thinking of the scene where they kind of go around and they're like, what are you going to do with the money? What oh, are you okay. going to do with the money? And yeah, then they yeah. get to Dobbs and he's like, I'm going to go, you know, 
buy a bunch of cigarettes and then I'm going to go to a, a restaurant and order everything and make them make it again. And they're like, and then what? And he's like, what else is there? <laughs> you you like, can see that he, he does not have these, uh, you know, bigger aspirations that the other guys do. Cause the yeah. others are like, I'm going to buy a house and settle down or whatever. Curtin has this, this really long, almost like soliloquy telling Howard about <clears throat> the best summer of his life when he was a yeah, kid. Yeah, that's right. Going yeah. to pick peaches. He's that's like, I think right. I'd like that's to be a far, like very wholesome. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, I want to make a name for myself. Like I want to. And then I think even Howard was like, yeah, I'll open like a general store or like a, a hardware store or something like, yeah, these like sort of, you know, aspirational, like using the money wisely to like make a comfortable life for yourself. Mm-hmm. And Dobbs, it just seems like is constantly sprinting back to being like a poor beggar. Like he just as, yeah. as soon as he gets money, he just wants to use it. Yeah, I, I did get the feeling after a while. That like even if no matter how much money uh Dobbs gets away with, whether he gets his share, whether he, you know, tricks the other guys and gets everything. I was like, if he gets out of this alive, no matter what, he's going to be back on the street begging within like a few months. Like for yeah. sure. Like he's gonna piss away all of that money because that's just that's his his person. Yeah, like that that easily could have been like had he not been macheted, that could have been the. I, I feel like that would have been a perfect bookend. Starts out with him walking the streets. That's like what the I thought. There were first totally, lines in the movie were just like, yep. "Do you have a? Can you spare a? You know, for a for a hungry American meal?" And it's like that would have been the perfect. <laughs> it's it's the guy in the white suit. Like Dobbs experiences, like success and death and failure and all of these things. And at the end of the day. He comes back to the guy in the white suit and he's just like, I already told you once, I'm not giving you another peso. Yep. I 100% I was like expecting that. But the actual ending is far like insane and dark. And I guess kind of uplifting really depending on your perspective where the the oh when the when the Mexican bandits like just took the bags of gold and dumped it out and like we're just stomping on it. Yeah, dude, like, when they Oh no. When he just like it's so nonchalant. There's no like close up, there's no like hesitation. He just like checks the bag, dumps it out. I actually went like, "Oh." <laughs> or I was like, it's "Oh like, no. What's this shit?" Dump it, it. Was, it was very like like the ending of the killing when all the money, the cash like dumps out of the briefcase. I I was, was like, trying instantly... to think of what that ending reminded me of. That is okay. what it is. It's the ending of the yeah. killing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say dark and, and then they get killed by firing squad. I, I wasn't necessarily expecting that scene <laughs> earlier on to get a payoff like that. Like where he's talking about, oh, they're they're very efficient in how they handle they their criminals. They dig their own graves. <laughs> yeah. I thought in the end it was it was a pretty happy, positive ending. That like... Yeah. I like that they're able to kind of, I don't know, I, I loved when they're just kind of laughing, and he's like, oh, that's 10 months hard labor for one good joke. <laughs> and <laughs> and then, yeah, Curtin starts laughing, and then they're like, oh, what are you going to do after this? And like you said, like, you want to see the show with those two? Oh, yeah. That conversation there, I'm like, yes, this is like, this is the setup for <laughs> for the future <laughs> TV show with, yeah. with Curtin and Howard. And then they... Just kind of like, yeah, they ride off into their 
They, yeah, they instantly sunsets. like. Yeah, they instantly split up. They're just like, okay, see you later. I'm like, oh no, you guys could like hang out for like a no. Bit. It's guys, like, what do you do? go get a go get a drink? Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all of my notes. Oh, did you know that? Uh, I guess like they originally wanted Ronald Reagan to be Cody. That was hmm. uh, something that I saw on the trivia, or maybe it was on the Wikipedia, but uh, hmm. yeah, I feel like <laughs> Cody would have been a less uh, sympathetic uh, character, yeah. maybe if he had been played by the old Gipper. Yeah. I've got a wife down in Texas, way. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Ronald Reagan movie. I was, was he just in thinking that of many? that. I don't think. Uh, I mean, he was, I'm pretty sure he was like a decently big movie star but i don't think he was like the biggest uh yeah i would have to check he That's was funny that like his imdb such a picture his imdb pictures just his his presidential <laughs> portrait which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> i mean his so his known for like his top four on imdb are i've never heard of any of them king's row oh, okay. this is the army Sergeant Murphy and the Killers. Those are ones that I could see being like, you know, they may have been like popular movies at the time, but nothing that really, you know, stood the test of time. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Shit that's like on the TV when you go to your grandma's house or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was one of those dickheads who would like basically turn in any fellow actor who was a communist to like the House yeah. on American Activities. Real yep. dickhead. So yeah. I'm glad he didn't get cast in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that that would add a, a weird sh- like shade to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I landed on a seven. I I liked it a, a pretty decent amount. Uh, it was very long. It was like it's like two two plus hours. Uh, I mean, I yeah. guess there were there were definitely some points where I felt like it dragged a little bit. But like the the really iconic scenes, I I really liked, and I thought Humphrey Bogart, uh, you know, in my first v- Humphrey Bogart movie, I was surprised at how good he played, kind of a, a shitty heel, mm-hmm. you know, paranoid bad guy. Um, but all the the main cast and the supporting cast were great. I want to see the Howard and Curtin show. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a fun time. I, I want to watch more John Huston movies because I like... I'm always surprised by these old movies seeing how good they look and how good the cinematography can be for like mm-hmm. what limited technology. And they shot it all pretty much in location, too. They shot it like... Yeah. I don't know if it was actually at the Sierra Madre Mountains, but they shot it like in like Tampico and like Durango. And I think a lot of those places were actually shot there until the budget apparently got too big and then they were kind of... Oh. They made him go back to the because some of the stuff was definitely shot on soundstage. I think maybe some oh, yeah, of the for sure. uh, like the, the bonfire scenes, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought you know visually it was gorgeous. The yeah, everything about it was 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 pretty good. Just a little long for me, I guess. So uh, I I ended up with a seven on this one. That is weird that like because I saw a thing saying that it was like shot like entirely outside the U.S. and I mean that it still could be, but I checked on google maps the sierra madre is like northeast of los angeles like california was a state at the time so i'm just kind of curious like because i was thinking and it like it has vibes of like this seems like it's either like a border town 
or yeah. it's in in Mexico, but is it is I couldn't really tell if it was supposed to be there or if it was supposed to be California. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um I uh I also landed on a seven. Um I thought it was a I a really good time. I, I think I would agree that yeah, it a little a little long in the tooth. I don't know where, but I, I do feel like there could be a little a little bit trimmed out. Hit it down to like an hour forty five or something like that. Yeah, I think I think that'd be that's like the sweet spot. That that'd be that'd be really good. Yeah, a lot of good characters, good performances, really well. D- despite the the length and everything, I liked how many kind of twists and turns the the story took. Like they get their they get their treasure like really quickly. I'm like, okay, I was like, where does this go from here? What do we do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for most of it, they're just kind of at their campsite, and it's just all the shit that they kind of run into on the way. So it was just kind of interesting plotting. uh, Yeah. Just where all the different kind of avenues it uh, it went down. Yeah, I also need to check out more John Huston. This is only the second movie of his that I've seen, so... I think again, second or third, somewhere in there. Good, good old classic adventure movie. I want. I watched a couple movies, and like they were, I liked them, but I feel like I don't like a ton to say about them. I just started, honestly, like the the thing that I kind of consumed or whatever outside of the movie that I'm like the most interested in talking about since since we've talked about, and I'm sure at some point in the future we'll do an episode on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'll, I'll, oh, not, I'll pass on yeah. that. But I started watching, um, like in, in sequence, uh, that you remember the, my house walkthrough. Sure. Yeah. The, the horror short. I started watching that guy's Minecraft playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I've never watched, like, I've never followed like a, like a Minecraft, like, playthrough of like anybody like a streamer or video series or whatever like i've never watched like a single like dream video or anything like that right and i feel like like what what he does uh piro pito is yeah. his that's what his channel name is like nana something else but everything else i've seen he goes by piro pito and that's what the the minecraft series is called it's a blind playthrough so he's specifically like he started it up didn't know anything about the game Every description in the video ends with a little tag that says, like, please nothing in the com, no, like, spoilers in the comments. Yeah. I'm not reading any wikis or whatever. But I, I think this is, like, the kind of Minecraft Let's Play that, like, <laughs> it, like it's just, it's it's the kind that I, I, I gel with. Um, like, I like the very casual, uh, candid nature of it. It's really fun. Like just watching him learn things like how it yeah. takes him like 11 and the I will say I'm on episode like 23 or 24 and so <laughs> oh far well okay. so so far they're like 8 minutes max yeah, they're, they're very yeah. short a lot of them are like less than 5 minutes uh right. the more recent ones are are longer but he only uploads like before he was uploading basically daily and now he uploads like a couple times a year and they're like 40 minutes long. So the later episodes are longer, but these ones are pretty short. And, uh, 
It, so it's like episode 11 when he learns how to use a crafting table. So and it's like this, there's all these like like milestones that are very fun to watch him realize. Because like it's like episode five or six, he he makes a crafting table and he puts it down. And then he's like, what is this? I don't what do I do with this? And he's like, I'm just going to leave this here for now. And then he just like completely forgets about it for a while. And then he, like, finds a crafting table in a villager's house and, like, accidentally, like, clicks on it or something. He's like, oh, what? And then he, he like, he starts experimenting with it. And then, like, him learning the process of, like, enemies spawning at night, dying repeatedly to them. Like, how do I heal? How do I fight back? And, like, there's a part where he, lear- he like, makes a wooden sword. And he's like, this game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's very, yeah, it's very simple, very chill, very slow paced. I think that's the kind of like, yeah, the kind of Minecraft let's like, it's perfect for the game. Like it's, it's a very chill game overall and it's, it it kind of fits that, that, that vibe or whatever. Um, I think that's how I initially played Minecraft. Like when it first came out all those years mm -hmm. ago. Like, I, I knew people that, like, knew how to play it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to make a crafty table. And then you got to make this. And then you got to make this. And then you got to get this potion. And then you go to the, you make an ender portal. And I was like, I'm just making a stone pickaxe and a stone mm-hmm. shovel. And, like, this is pretty fun. I'm building a cool base. Like, that sort of, like, childlike wonder. The, the, just, like, the idea of him, like, making a sword and being, like, you can make swords in this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that sounds like a very like, cause yeah, every, you know, <clears throat> every Minecraft YouTuber now is just like speedrunners or, mm-hmm. you know, all that, like people that have like an encyclopedic knowledge of like the game and how to do everything. And I, I like that, that simplistic view of just like, I'm just going to find out what's going on like mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Like, like how, like as he's progressed he's learning how to like use so he's not using wikis or anything like that but he'll anything in game so like he he you know got iron or whatever and he's like what's this like i achieved a progress thing you know like the little like yeah yeah so then he goes to that and he'll like look at future ones and it's like craft armor and he's like oh i can make armor so he is using in-game systems like that, which I think is good because yeah. at this point, the state of the game, like everything they've added, like maybe early, early game, like when we first played it, you could get away with no information. But like you, I think you do need some of those like in-game hints because like how the fuck, like if you didn't have anything to tell you, like how to make like a nether portal, how the fuck would you ever think of that? Like, I'm going to make <laughs> yeah. a rectangle of this weird block and then, you know, hit it with a flint and steel. Yeah. Uh, he has not gotten to that point yet. Um, right. He hasn't even figured out how to mine obsidian. He just thinks it's an unbreakable block. <laughs> um, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like episode 15 or something where he finds out that there's like caves, basically. Like, oh. he's just been kind of exploring on the surface, spending time. There, there is a village near his spawn, so he spent a lot of time in there. And he'll, like, dig f- he'll dig from the, you know, from the surface to try to get, like, dirt or whatever. But then, like, he just, like, dropped down into a, you know, into an already made cave. And he's like, he's like, this game has an underworld. 
<laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's uh it's a, it's cool. It's it's a cool different kind of Minecraft let's play. I really like it. It's it's easy to blow through because a lot of the episodes are so short too. So Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, like 130-ish episodes now, but a good chunk of them are like sub 10 minutes. So easy to easy to get through. So yeah, watch those and watch uh my house walkthrough again. It's completely different, but uh <laughs> they're both they're both very good in their own way. And that's yeah, that's basically all I've watched other than Treasure of Sierra Madre this week. Nice. Well, uh I too have some video game related uh oh, things yeah, to yeah. talk about. I went to go see Existens uh last week. Uh never seen it before. It was kind of a it was kind of a snowy night. And uh, I think it was one of those screenings that was already kind of doomed to have a limited showing. Like mm. it was, it's like later Cronenberg. It's like, it's like in between like the heavy hitters of like the fly yeah. and, and like scanners history and then right before like a history of violence and, uh, Eastern promises. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess have it you was seen those like, ones? I saw a history of violence like years ago. I've never okay. seen Eastern promises. I it's want really to. good. Yeah, the, uh, they're if it's both not really in the good. cup, throw throw Eastern Promises in the cup. I probably suggested okay. it because I would love to watch that. Um, so yeah, this I guess is this is like his last like body horror gross out movie before those ones. And boy howdy, was this one pretty gross to watch. <laughs> when was the when was the last time you saw Existence? I I might have been like high. It's been a while, like high school. Oh, okay, maybe a little after. I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting mm -hmm. uh, I really like the uh, uh, what is real what is virtual reality element to it mm -hmm. um, because the guy that uh, wanted to sh do the screening uh, he kind of paired it with the matrix which played the week before because like if, if for me it's like the matrix dark city and then maybe this are like movies that came out in 99 that are about like questionable realities yeah it was a pretty and, popular uh, topic at the time <laughs> yeah, like pre y2k everyone's like yeah Whoa, what if it's fake man uh -huh. but uh i feel i yeah i'm kind of bummed that this one i feel like doesn't really get a ton of recognition outside of maybe like cronenberg heads because mm -hmm. i thought it was really really good and and, and weird i i just i love uh i i thought it was going to be corny because i the way that it's stylized, like the X and the Z, capital X, capital Z. And it was a little corny yeah. listening to like Jennifer Jason Lee talk about her games, like trying to throw in some like video game terminology. Yeah. But it's like, it's yeah. 99. So like the height of like video game graphics, it's like PlayStation 1 and 64. So it's just mm -hmm. like, I'm just picturing like, like, yeah, my game, you won't even be able to tell what's real and what's not. And then it's like the the golden eye, like smushed faces, like <laughs> textures, like wrapped yeah. on there. But like when she brings out the video game console and it's like it's like a fleshy pod with like little like joysticks that are also mm -hmm. fleshy on it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we got to plug in to play. And it's like, oh, how do we plug in? Oh, we all have ports in the middle of our backs. And then like. They take this like intestine looking shit and like plug it into the back yeah. and they all, uh, but it was also, it was also really funny. Uh, 
uh, where there's like the because like she's like a video game developer and there's like a, a faction of like reality purists who are like anti video game because they think it's anti reality and they're like trying to assassinate her. Yeah. And there's this really good like visual gag where they're like they're like kind of hold up after this assassination attempt and uh, Jude Law's character has never been he's never been ported. So his he's untouched. He doesn't have like the hole in his back, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "Where are we gonna go? Some country gas station in the middle of the night?" And then the, literally the next shot, it's a building, it's a gas station, and it says "country gas station" like <laughs> on the building. And really, I guess that's your that's first funny. clue that even that reality. Yeah, I'm spoiling existence. Uh, that even that reality is not the real reality. Because mm-hmm. at the very end of the movie, I do remember, yeah. At the end of the movie, they all wake up, and Jennifer Jason Lee and Jude Law were playing another video game made right. by a that different guy. Familiar, and like it's not fleshy and gross, which is interesting. So, like, I guess the fleshy, gross video game was like one layer beneath in uh-huh. the game. It's. <laughs> I need like a. I need a love actually chart to follow yeah. like, the character relationships <laughs> and good. what sub level of video game that we're on. Yeah. But then it's like it, it. It's I like that ending where like it turns out Jude Law and Jennifer Jason Lee are the the realists and they shoot that guy for making the virtual reality. Okay. And then at the very end, they go over to this guy who in their video game was like a Chinese waiter that he kills. But, oh, do you remember that scene? He like, he's like, you should order the special, and he orders the special, and it's just horrible, gross food. But because he's like a video game character, and like to move the story forward, he has to do it. So he starts eating all of this slimy, and then gross he makes shit. the gun. He makes the right? gun out of like chicken bones, and that's he, like, right. I remember he, that. Yeah, he like pulls his teeth out and he loads a clip of his teeth. And okay. like he like puts it in there and it even does like the it's got and he like shoots the dude with it. Holy shit. Okay. But at the very, very end, that dude that was the Chinese waiter that he shoots in his dream is like a real guy. And like they both point their guns at him and he's like, This is real, right? Are we still in the game? Cuts to black. And I was like, Whoa! <laughs> Are we still in the game? Whoa, what's real? Uh, so it was good. I I liked it. I uh, it it it's a a piece of like late nineties, like technology, virtual reality, illusory reality movies mm-hmm. that uh, I'd say it's worth a watch. You got young Willem Dafoe. He's he's pretty good in this. Ian Holm, who is like sprouting up in a shitload of movies that we've been watching lately, like he's all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. And then we watched yeah. Terminator. I don't have much to say about Terminator other than also another really good piece of sci-fi. Really watched it to to get to Terminator Two. We were talking, we were kind of talking about that the other night. So, yeah, yeah. I kind of had a a sci-fi weekend. Nice. That's one of those that like I have, uh, like marked on Letterboxes like watched, but I don't have it like rated because I'm like I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I liked it. I remember liking yeah, it, yeah. but I would have no confidence in a in a in a rating for it. Right. I, I have a lot of movies like that that I've watched. I, ha- I have a memory of it. 
and I remember scenes like that, but I don't I don't remember the overall <laughs> yeah take or whatever. Uh, that's cool. I yeah I generally like Cronenberg too, so yeah I'll definitely put it on the the list of of eventual rewatch or whatever. Um, I I did watch a. It's it's listed as a as a body horror. I would kind of cons- put it in there, but one of the w- movies I did watch this week was I Titan, that French movie. Oh yeah, I did want to see that. A couple years ago. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was it was cool. There's a she gets like impregnated by a car or whatever, and um, <laughs> cool. Uh, mo- that's where most of the body horror is like her like pregnancy from that and like you don't see a lot but like like it it's weird I like it was I was like laughing at it but also like yeah sweet I'm into this this is great like <laughs> she, she'd like you know like she'd have you know issue like her like her water would break and it was oil like car oil <laughs> <laughs> like that's fucking awesome, <laughs> or like no, oh no, she was she was lactating. That was it, and oh. it was like it was like black like oil, um, that she was lactating, and uh, it was good. <laughs> but it's yeah. also like exploring like this this like relationship between her and this like older guy that kind of takes her in, and mm. it's pretty, it's good. It's it's a different kind of movie. Um, I I think hearing that it was body horror. I was hoping for a little more like craziness and there's, there's some of it. I, I, there is body horror elements. I just don't know if I would like put that as like a main, main genre for it. (laughs) Yeah. You're talking about like she has sex with a car or whatever. I mean, that that sounds like uh, crash. I haven't seen it, but I know that's like, yeah, they, they get thrilled by car accidents or, or something along those lines. Yeah. I even that's like a little more there was like part of me where like what what was happening I was like I was like I was like I want to see more like come on I I want yeah yeah but at the same time I'm like well yeah like I don't want it's not like I like want to show penetration but I'm like I want to see something like do a close-up <laughs> of like the the emergency break or like the the yeah the transition stick like you know kind of coming out of it like i want to you know allude to something more happening and i want to see this car bust yeah <laughs> like yeah. like yeah she's like having sex with the car and then like the windshield wiper fluid starts spraying all over them <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's calm Gross. yeah no, that scene also was another one where i was like i was laughing at it but also like like this is great <laughs> 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 laughing at and with i feel like it's got to be somewhat like yeah. Tongue in cheek. Yeah, it was good. I, I had a I, it was good. The like I kind of said earlier, like I watched some good movies, but I don't have a ton to say about them. It was just it was, it was yeah. a solid solid flick. See, overall, this is this is a pretty solid month. I feel like the the last couple months there's been kind of like we've had like a clunker somewhere in there, aside yeah. from the dud. But the, but this month overall was pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I actually I made my first uh list on letterboxd oh you did it's just stuff i saw in 2024 oh okay so it's like salt burn celebration poor things bows afraid existence terminator and now the treasure of the sierra matre nice i'm trying i'm trying to keep track better of like 
first, I guess it's not even like first watches, but just what I, stuff, everything that I've watched in a given year. I think it's nice. It's cool to see that list. Yeah, no, that's I I do. Well, I do mine just for first watches, but I've done that since since like I had Letterboxd. Mm. Usually for again, just for first watches, it's around like 100 by the end of the year. But last year, since I was watching one every day, it was 300. <laughs> 300 new watches, Oof. which is good. I mean, Oof. that was yeah, kind of yeah. the idea with it, but it was a lot. <laughs> there's there's some people, there's a guy that that I'm like mutual follows with on there, and he, he's tried to do it the last few years. I, I don't, you know, check every review from everybody, but I'll kind of check in on his. So I don't know how far he's gotten, but he's trying to do a thousand. Yeah. And he said he, he's, tr- he, uh, he's tried it the last few years and and gives up after a little while. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's like, that's that's fucking crazy. That is more your average that's is like, more than three a day. Yeah, that's yeah. You don't have time. There's not yeah. unless you're like independently wealthy and like don't yeah. have to work. That's yeah. That's the only way you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'd max out it. Like, if I really, really wanted to challenge myself and I didn't have any other, like, things going on, like, 500 yeah. is the most I would I would ever try. Because 365, that last year was was tough. It was, it was it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of things that might be tough. Yeah. Speaking we are of. On fi- well, yeah, it's been, like, great five, uh, yeah, four episodes, no duds. Yeah. And on top of that, I don't know when the last one we pulled from the actual dud cup was because last month was our Christmas one. The one yeah. before was we have a was timeline. Dub. No, it was timeline. Oh, yeah. So that was a guest one. Our Halloween one. Oh, it was. It was a pick. It was it, it was Dreamcatcher. So I don't okay. think I think our last cup pull was September, which may have been like 2025 or something. Oh wow! Something like that. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, so good good old good old dead cup. Come back to the well. What do we got here? Oh fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm so fucking bummed. Okay. Okay. Okay, what do we got? <laughs> from from twenty thirteen, directed by Vince Offer. We're gonna watch inappropriate comedy. <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. This this is a good pairing with. I remember last. I don't know why, but I remember last year's January dud was was disaster movie, and this feels like a good kind of continuation of that. Feels very very in line with with that. Um, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, it's directed by the ShamWow guy. Yeah, yeah, Vince Offer. I didn't know if if you knew his name, so if that was gonna like give it away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, uh, when we were when we did uh, Vampire's Kiss, you guys were watching it. Yes, at, at Connor's yeah. place. Yeah, and the Connor only thing could not could not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> he like repeatedly was like, "We need to turn this off." <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Yeah, we I watched like the first like half hour of this maybe oh. 20 minutes. Um So yeah. Yeah. 
Man, <laughs> Theo Vaughn, Ari Shafir is in this. Yeah, it's the only, the only thing I know. Like, a lot of recognizable faces. The only uh, thing I know A-train. is the Adrian Brody. I've seen like the screen grab yeah. of him saying, "Like, go ahead, make me gay." It's so good. <laughs> like that <laughs> legit. That's legitimately like. That's like a classic come town bit. It's it's like if yeah if it was in like come town right it would be hilarious. It's like this <laughs> movie. God, like out of context, it's great. It's 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 really good, <laughs> but it is like because he, because it's in this movie, it's like you know, there's no like he wrote that because he just he thought that was funny and a good joke, and it's like it's not, but also it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so great, yeah, hell yeah, continuing our month of of pretty solid movies then, um. Yeah, Adrian Brody uh, credited as Flirty Harry. Flirty <laughs> so, Harry. Yeah, so if you don't want to be spoiled for inappropriate <laughs> comedy, uh, you can watch it on Tubi, Plex, Roku channel. It's free on all of those. Um, but, I mean, support the filmmaker. You can, you can rent it on Amazon or <laughs> yeah, Apple TV. Definitely, it's, it's definitely <laughs> worth your two ninety nine. dollars <laughs> uh, Three ninety nine, actually. Oh wow! Big big bucks for this one. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, watch it at one of those if you don't want to. If you don't want to be spoiled or or whatever for this uh one percent Metacritic movie. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, oh. These episodes come out every Wednesday at seven p.m. EST on. Uh, I I'm sitting on on YouTube and Twitch in video form as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more in audio form. We also have social pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So give us a like, follow, comment yeah. on the YouTube, yes. whatnot. We got other stuff that we're posting on there, here and there. So check check out the YouTube channel some more, please do. Um, and uh, with all that said, I am your... Uh, future murderer just asking for some some money, uh, <laughs> meaning <laughs> ch- child actor Robert Blake, <laughs> uh, TJ, uh, <laughs> and I uh, know with me as always. <laughs> uh, as always, you know, uh, when we get back to town. I'll I'll get you your money. We'll be fair and square. Uh, I'll just I just gotta go to the bank. Just gotta go to the bank, and then uh, you know we can meet at the bar, have a couple beers, and uh, totally. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll all be good. Uh, and 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 I am Nick. And uh, we don't gotta show you no stinking badges. No stinking <laughs> badges. <laughs>